On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Woe, and they've got a fresh new song out called Saturday Fun. The video is awesome. We're going to talk about how they came to work with these animatronic superstar puppet musicians and much more. So, Dala and Ring, welcome to the show. Hi, thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Well, Thanks I'm really digging your 80s nostalgia. Well, you know, I, I believe it's a lot of what we were raised on. You know, I, I'll speak on my, my behalf. You know, my parents, they raised me, you know, hearing Michael Jackson, Prince, um, Earth, Wind and Fire. I know it's a little 70s, but, um, you know, I remember songs like Ready for the World. I remember um, Sidney Lauper. I remember, all, you know, Madonna, all these great 80s songs. And as a kid, I just always remember the instrumentation and the melodies. And it just was so... Like, um, it just caught my ear. And, and as I progressed musically and got older, it was something that, that I felt like was always, you know, like just a vibe that maybe didn't exist full on. I mean, there's always artists pulling from that, but to really dig into it and just go all the way in, you know, on a nostalgic trip is something that we kind of always got off on. And uh, so that's for me. That's me. Yeah, and no, same thing yeah, with with yeah, me as well. I, yeah, I I grew up um same thing kind of my mom um you know, she was always listening to like 80s hair metal, um rock, like you know, Metallica, Lita Ford. I mean, and the list list goes on and um and yeah, like I guess just like kind of growing up and looking back at pictures of like how she how she was dressing in the 80s I just kind of gravitated towards that and then she like as I got older she kind of gave me her um like vintage clothes that she still had and then I became obsessed with it so here we are <laughs> well that's the thing because the women were like the Madonna wannabes, you know, they have the lace yeah. and the bracelets and the guys all wanted to have the Michael Jackson thriller red leather jacket. Yeah. So hey. what are your memories of your parents? Did they have any like the most extreme 80s fashions that you remember? Well, for me, it was like I had an uncle, right? My uncle, my uncle Glenn, he he was the quintessential. He had the Jerry curl. It was really the Hawaiian silky, but I remember the curl and it was, it reminds you of ready, ready for the world. Uh, oh, Sheila. Oh, Oh, Sheila. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like one of my favorite eighties bands that were really our, one of our favorite eighties bands. We actually got a chance to meet them, meet the lead singer. And we were kind of, we befriended them. So we're, and that's, those are crazy stories because a lot of our, you know, some of those, those iconic eighties people we've been able to like, either see their concerts and, and, and meet some of them within our, um, within his journey. But yeah, my uncle, he was that quintessential, that, that hot rod. He had the hot rod. I remember he made a video like those old, I guess those old, like, remember those videos you could go places and make, it was, you could do them at Six Flags, but I guess you could also do them at these like studios and, and they had like backgrounds mm -hmm. and you sing, it's like a karaoke kind of thing. But I, I always remembered as a kid, he played this video and he was singing Little Red Carvet by Prince and he had two pretty girls beside him and he was just singing and he had his curls and, and he had the jacket and it was just this whole thing. And I, I remember, you know, certain memories that just really stuck to me, um, you know, and like, like Ring mentioned with the fashion on my end, like just thinking, watching what those guys had on, you know, from Rick James to 
obviously Prince, MJ, um, and a lot of those 80s groups, man, uh, on the R&B funk side, I was always taken by, you know, their their showmanship and that theatrical element that, you know, with the clothing and just the big, everything was big, right? Hair was big, the shoulder pads were big, the shoes were big. I mean, the guys had big heels on. So it was all those things just really attracted, always attracted me to the 80s. Oh yeah, that was a real time capsule. That that's so cool that he you have a video of him doing Little Red Corvette. That's that's awesome. I've been I've been looking for that video for like the last ten years. I can't find it anymore. Like I don't. I think it got lost in translation somewhere. But just rem- having that memory, it's been just it was amazing because that really helped kind of set me off early on. You know, not knowing it because I was so young, but just seeing that and my uncle was quite the showman. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah. Well, how about you, Ring? What what are your what are your '80s fashion memories? Yeah, and it's funny because like Dala and I, we we really have similar two totally different worlds we lived in. You know, we didn't know each other, but very similar experiences. Um, it, it was kind of the same for me. Like I would, I was so little, um, you know, and I I would see my mom, um, and well, I wasn't. I don't remember this, but this is me like looking back at pictures, right? So, um, like when she was in, they were in their eighties days, you know, it's like my, my uncle, he had like his hair all the way, like down to his back. My, my aunt and my mom, like they look out of a Motley Crue video. I thought my uncle was Bon Jovi, (laughs) you know, it was like, it's like that kind of thing. So I remember when I was little, I mean, this is like probably in the, um, like this is after the 80s of course but like you know they were still you know rocking the whole not not the clothing but like my uncle still had long hair you know my mom and you know everybody's still wearing the the hairstyles you know and um i'm driving around in the trans am with my aunt and uncle and i'm and he's blasting metallica and i'm thinking like this is cool like you know i, I was so little but like i said as i look back you know i'm like Thing like I want to, I, w- I want to be that. I want to be what they were in, in, in like those days. Right. right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, have, uh, do all that in the Trans Am. <laughs> and then they, uh, and, and you're saying, you know, but at the same time, hair metal was getting big and Motley Crue, and then you had like Duran Duran, you know, Huey Lewis in the news. But what I like about right. your song. Saturday fun uh, mm-hmm. is you just really got that that pop sound in the synthesizer and it was that like a conscious thing was there like a certain songs or artists that really had that specific synthesizer sound that you like absolutely absolutely man um you know and and shout out to irregular he's the producer of that song but we we share a deep connection with him musically a music bond to where we kind of connected you know musically just with sounds and mm-hmm. soundscapes mm-hmm. And, and and the era of music and this kind of happened at, a, at an interesting time for whoa because we were figuring out which way we wanted to go musically um we started out if you listen to our first project um the day before there's there's various sounds on that project you're going to hear some some synth some synth wave synth pop kind of 80s records then you're going to hear some covers that we did um of 80 songs we did a cover of somebody's watching me that to this day, some people think is like one of the best covers of that song. <laughs> um, and then we did one. With, uh, Rockwell. Yeah, Rockwell. Rockwell. With a little, with yes, a little was Michael Jackson on that. 
Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you got to hear our rendition of that, man. It's quite, uh, you know, our fans, they really they really like that version. And um, it's been her- her- heralded as one of the better covers, if you know. Um, and then we did one nice. called Tell Me from um, 52nd Street, which was a 80s band out of UK. And they were kind of like a jazz, funk, R&B kind of, um, um, you know, set. And, and so we were digging in. And then we had some pop grooves, some EDM kind of stuff we were doing. So we were digging in on different sounds, trying to kind of find our sound and find our way. And in the midst of that, we linked with Rafi, uh, or a.k.a. Irregular, and we did a song called The Woe Song that's on that album. And that was kind of our first foray into this real immersive, just 80s synth sound original music, original, um, you know, instrumentation, no samples and stuff like that. So, um, Saturday fun came from that. And when we got, when we found out sonically around that time, we wanted to to deep dive into the eighties, like, because the feedback we were getting from that project, they liked those songs the most. And we were already trying to figure out what we wanted to do. We didn't want to just come out as another pop duo or some pop group that just makes these big, you know, uh, EDM style dance songs. We wanted to do something different stylistically that represents who each of us are and just something that really would stand out and kind of break the mold. So that's when we really looked at what we loved. And we both loved the 80s, everything about the 80s, early 90s, and just bygone eras and just the whole theatrical element, the, mu- the musicality, the, the melodies, the whole nine. So we're also both vinyl collectors. So we, we would get inspired by images and we study performances and, and music videos and just really literally go down the rabbit hole with all that. And um, mm-hmm. it became Saturday Fun came out of that. And I would say and Ash can speak to um, on her end, but I would say with Saturday Fun around that time, we were writing that song. And uh, before we got the track, um, which Rafi posted it like he posted it on Instagram. As soon as I heard it, I automatically said send us that song. We have to have it because I know we, I know we know what to do with it because he started out just making instrumentals, kind of like synth wave instrument instrumentals. And we heard them as songs. We said, Oh no, these can be actual songs. So once we started making songs with him, that's how he started creating other productions just for, uh, for us and for the album that's to come. But um, for Saturday fun specifically, those synthesizer sounds that, that warbly, that smooth, warm, uh, those, you know, those, the, the bass and everything that was going there. We were listening to a lot of ready for the world because they have a lot of synthesizers. Um, we were listening to a lot of prints, a lot of like 1999 prints around that album. He had a song lady cab driver and a lot of other, uh, other songs that really stuck out. Um, and then I want to say those kind of were the main two, uh, songs, but we also took that from songs like manic Monday. Um, you know, those songs about the days of the week that were so iconic and always stood the test of time. That was kind of our goal as well. Um, you had Saturday Love by Alexander O'Neill um, and Sherelle. Yeah, yeah, Manic Monday, obviously. Um, let's see, what are some other the Days of the Week songs? Ash, the Ring. What are we? I'm missing. Ooh, I know I'm missing a couple. <laughs> but it was mainly it was like, no, yeah, Saturday yeah. Love and like Manic Monday. It, yeah, um, yeah, it was hearing, mainly those. Yeah, hearing Saturday Fun, it's like, you know what? we need a song like that that talks about like i don't know the days of the, so it, it just everything just like fell into place you know and um mm-hmm. yeah became what is now saturday well, how did you come up with <laughs> with the lyrics so ring are, are you uh, uh for the band the what i'm sorry you cut out 
Oh, are you, are you a lyricist for the band? Uh, where you come up yeah, with so we, lyrics? Yeah, we both write. Yeah. So um, basically with Saturday Fun, um, if you listen to it and like literally if you read the lyrics, you'll see exactly where they, they came from because what I said, I'm like driving down the highway, headed to my nine to five. That's what I was doing because a lot of times um, like driving to work, like I like to write in the car um, for some reason, that's where a lot of my inspiration, yeah, comes from. And it's, it's always been that way. So I'll like list, I'll just drive around by myself and listen to the beats or whatever. And that's what I was literally doing. I was driving to work and I like wanted to just turn around because I hated it. And it was this, that, and the other, you know, I was like, what am I doing with my life? It was that whole thing. And I was like, oh shoot, that's the song. That's the verse. (laughs) And I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, I can't crash. Like, okay, let me make my voice note real quick so I don't forget this and I can come back to it later after work, right? And like fix it up a bit. <laughs> well, I think yeah. that's the, the relatable <laughs> thing is it's the classic work all week, you know. Mm-hmm. N- not that you hate your office job, but you just want to get out for the week and have fun, meet your friends and, yeah. and party. And then that never gets old. Right, right. You know, that, that was definitely a, a, um, a theme, you know what I mean, for us, for sure. Yeah. Well, when, when you talk about Days of the Week songs, and maybe I'm going back a little bit before, but t- tell me if you know this. Do you remember Living It Up Friday Night by Bell and James? Oh, yeah. What, who was it by? Uh, that, uh, Bell and was James. It, it was like late 70s. Bell and James. Okay, and I, I think and maybe, maybe, maybe Lakeside did a cover of that. I know that version. Uh, oh, oh my god now, now you're making me sentimental lakeside fantastic voyage oh yeah i think they did a cover i could be wrong on the group maybe that was cool in the gang who did a cover of that i'm not sure but i totally know the song you're talking about that was 70s right disco or was that disco era what was that 70s yeah go era one yep. this is a dig a little deeper late 70s saturday by norma jean i just can't wait Ooh. for saturday Mm, Ooh, yeah. I'm sure I've heard it. You know, I know Norma Jean. I'm sure I've heard it. Familiar, yeah. Yeah, it sounds very familiar. Yeah. And see, we dig into all that. It? We dig. Because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you are part of this tradition of Friday night and Saturday night party songs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was kind of the goal. We wanted to be in that, you know, that, um, that, that space, you know, where you had that song that stood the test of time and it was just a great feel you know what i mean and, and those songs are written literally like the, the what you hear in those songs is literally what we we were doing at that time uh and so yeah. it's a time capsule for us you know what i mean and it represents mm-hmm. that and so it's true to form very true to form well yeah. well i got the reference to saturday love right away because in saturday love they list you know sunday monday tuesday wednesday and in your song you're listing the days of the week leading up to saturday also mm-hmm. yes Yes, indeed. Which is mm-hmm. kind of cool because I don't know. I because you're making me very nostalgic. I love Saturday Love and the whole Sherelle Alexander O'Neill thing. And do you, do you one thing I miss about the '80s is kind of the duets. And and I don't know if you yeah. would consider Saturday Fun a duet, kinda, because you're both you know singing in it. But do you kind of miss that male female duet? You know, playing back and forth with the lyrics. Yes, indeed, man. And that's that's like one of the things we, we definitely pride ourselves in doing. Uh, we have some other songs coming up and some other songs that we've released where we, you know, it's more duet 
than even sounding yeah. fun, which we do. We do consider, you know, kind of like a duet because we are singing together. You know what I mean? But that that energy, what you're talking about, that's exactly what we are. You know what I mean? And that's what we, we represent mm-hmm. that. So we, we feel you on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like like uh, somebody oh, no, one of our. Uh, I was gonna say one of our fans told us one time that they reminded us of like Rick Rick James and <laughs> Tina Marie. So. That was a running thing for a while. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, fire yeah. and desire. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, fire and desire, and and their first collaboration. Uh, I'm pretty I know. I yeah. Do you do they? Do you have the one on Tina Marie's album, right? I believe. I believe that was a Tina oh, Marie song. Yeah, they they had some good collaborations together. You're mm-hmm. picking good good Sounds source good material. Now. So. Was everything okay, Ring? Yeah, it was. Sorry, on my end, it's cutting out a bit, but um, it's doing that on my end a little little bit bit. too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I don't know if it's my phone, but I'm. But I'm. uh, But I can. It's like I hear the last bit of your 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 um question. So excuse us if we're not all the way on because it chops up a little bit. Then we hear like the last bit, at least for me, of your question. Uh, Yeah. No problem. I can hear you guys. Uh, good so okay. hopefully it's all okay. getting recorded i know <laughs> my upload speeds oh my goodness on skype up and down it, it's yes. it's all over the map but so far so good which leads okay. us to i'm so glad you turned me on to the rock of fire explosion with your video and i've been researching i guess there was this uh pizza place called showbiz pizza and mm-hmm. there's mine aaron what's his last name Vector. Aaron Fector, yes. And he created like these, it's almost like Disneyland with these animatronic animal band. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of like the banana splits. Yeah. <laughs> so it, how, how did you guys meet him and, and get into all this? So basically, um, wow. And speaking on the banana splits, I, I wasn't familiar with the banana splits until someone made a comment on our video and said, oh, is this new banana splits or something? So I went back and I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) That was like a movie in the 70s or a show or something. Um, Right. A kid's TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So I I looked I I was looking at that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But but anyways, yeah. So basically um, we had the song finished for Saturday Fun. And as always, we're driving around. And we love to drive around and think of ideas. We're, we're car people, you know, Dala and I, like we love road trips. True. That's our thing. We Very like true. love to drive and think about yep. things and whatever. Go right? down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So in, in our, our album coming out, we kind of, um, we have some interludes and things that allude to that as well. But anyways, okay. So we're driving and um, we're thinking, okay, we have the song for Saturday Fun. We're thinking of the video and it's like, oh, what if we did a video with the animatronics? Like that used to be like in the, um, the it's, it's the one band, the one band. And I'm, I'm like, um, and I'm, I'm looking it up. Oh yeah, the Rock of Our Explosion, those. We, how crazy would it be if we did a video for Saturday Fun with them? Because our thing was like, okay, cool. We'll do like a music video that is we're in an office, we're this and that. And then we saw a music video that was just that. It was from a different group. Right. And we're like, ah, we can't do that. And, 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 and what, what, <laughs> Ring, let me jump in real quick. And what's crazy is when she came, when she was like, we were driving around, she was like, what if we did a video with those, like, you remember those animatronic bands? And it immediately, I just zapped 
into being a kid and just how much fun I used to have at those places. It was like, you know, we had Chuck E. Cheese, but we also had this place. I had this place because I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, called Sergeant Singers. And then they have Billy Bob. So I remember that. And I remember literally being enchanted by those characters. You know, at, at first there was some little scary, you know, frightening. But then once I kind of got past it, I was like, man, these are the coolest things ever as a kid. So it was just so much nostalgic and fun because I remember playing like I was an arcade kid growing up. I always loved arcades before, you know, I just was all with the home systems. But I, even after that, I just loved arcades like to this day. But um. So it, when she said it, it immediately zapped me to that. And I was like, that is like, my mind just was blown. And then I was like, let's see if we can find out. And then from there, ring, ring we found. Yeah. You know, so go ahead, ring, so, go ahead from there. So, um, and, and I had um, Aaron's creations at a place called Americana. I was very, very small. So I don't remember my mom and my uncle and everyone remembers them more than I, but we had them at an amusement park called Americana. So um, anyway, so I'm like, okay, I, I don't even know. Like, how to, I don't know. I'm just Googling, right? Like, da, 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 da. Right. So literally I just blindly Googling. Yeah. So I tracked down I had no the idea. They still existed. Yeah. And I'm like, wait oh yeah like look here they are they're like singing songs of like they're singing usher songs on youtube like this is crazy here they are so track down aaron yeah. well somebody else's information they're singing Flowrider on youtube yeah, yeah like all these, yeah. On YouTube. yeah so we're like oh maybe this is doable i don't know whatever let's just see let's just see what happens i'm gonna i'm gonna reach right. out we'll, we'll see if anybody responds maybe not whatever. Right. So, um, yeah. And a guy responds and he's like, Hey, so you're Shout out to Ray, 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 Perrette, yeah. Ray Perrette responded. Thank you. Yeah. And his, yeah, his name was Ray and he's like, so you want to, um, you're interested in like having your, uh, rock song rocket fired. And we're like, well, actually da, 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 this is the, you know, we're trying to do music videos. So then we were connected with Aaron and then it literally took, I think we went back and forth for what it, what was it? Two years, two years. Just two years like, going back and forth. Get the video just done. To, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to schedule um, because, timing because he was very, very busy. And then to work out arrangements, business dealings, like two years to do that. Mm -hmm. Before we even yeah, talk so to oh, Let's so, Yeah. Well, tell me. So you got like the video with you guys in the warehouse with the animatronics. Mm -hmm. But then you, you have kind of like a, a lyric video where it's the band almost, you know, lip syncing to your song. And I was really curious, did he program that like to your music so that they were doing their mouths to go exactly with your lyrics? He, yeah, he did. And, and it's crazy because like we've watched the video so many times and the lyric video is extra footage from the actual music video of just the animals because, um, rock fire, they do have mm -hmm. a very big fan base just on their own. So we wanted to make sure that we had that lyric video, um, not only, you know, for Saturday fun, but for those fans that love rock fire as well, and now have come to love us and Saturday fun. Um, you know, so that, that meant a lot but yeah Aaron programmed everything so even just watching the lyric video and seeing just the animals like you see some of their little facial expressions like Duke his eyes will look certain ways at certain times <laughs> and it's just it's so magical and um, Aaron he's so great at what he does so having this experience has definitely been probably one of the most magical amazing things that we've done um, you know with our with woe and and right. our, our videos and you know we we feel like it's just well, beginning it's only, it's it's only just begun 
Well, do you feel like you are part of this fire legacy now? Yeah, you know, it's so crazy because like after it, it was finally released because there's a whole other part that we don't have to get into. But even after, you know, the two years of negotiating, it took, you know, we shot the video and there, there's, by the way, there's a behind the scenes up, up on our YouTube channel that you should check out if you haven't, because it gives a lot more behind the story um, and, uh, and the actual tour of the, of the uh, factory. But th this, just getting this video out was a journey. And it was a journey in our career, but also just the process of which, you know, from editing to finishing the video. I mean, it was it was it was quite the feat. But to have it out, that's what I realized after it was released. And then the feedback that uh, that we've been receiving and the, the, the fan base and the, the community that it actually resonates with. It allowed me and allowed us to see like, wow, we really are like we because of this. And this happens to be the last music video that was going to be shot that was shot at that warehouse, the creative, um, creative, warehouse, warehouse. creative mm -hmm. engineering warehouse. This was the last, he granted us the last music video to be shot there before he moved. So we, we literally have become a part of this, this crazy legacy of, um, you know, a community of the rock of fire explosion and Aaron. And, and that's been a blessing truly indeed. Wow. That's pretty cool because at first I thought, wait, what are these robots? And I didn't even connect it to the characters yet because to see them stripped down without the fur on them, mm -hmm. that was almost its own 80s futuristic vibe also. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. I still, I still like, I'm still mind blown that we pulled that off. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. wow. The, the, well, that is, that is really cool. You're speaking of the the midgens, the um, in Saturday Fun, it's like the small one, um, and he has like no body but just a head. Um, the those are mm -hmm. the midgens, midgens. <laughs> yeah, and it was, okay, and it was so like midgen robots. Yeah, yeah, the midgens. And, and, and dude, like being up on stage, like performing with them, singing our like mouthing our words while we're performing the song in the video, and you, you know, obviously, it's like. That was so crazy, man. It was just like, because, I don't know, there's so much attachment to them, to, for us, for me and her from childhood and yeah. everything, but also just just like we're really into that. So, I mean, I, I guess to some it's like really weird or something, but to see them sing it and see their little mouths move and their eyes, is kind of like this. There's, there's synergy there and there's real energy there because Aaron, yeah. he really cares for those, his creations, like their kids, like his, like his children, oh, literally. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of synergy there and energy there, and we share that on stage with them. And I'm just thankful we we were able to capture it in a music video, man, to, to be timeless and so on, man. And it's crazy. Well, I liked when you were singing with them because then I could see the scale of how big they were. Right, right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. They're really life size. It, it was. They are. It's so. It was. Yeah. It was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, they were bigger than I thought when I saw you guys next to me. I go, wow, these things are big. Yeah, and Dallas yeah. tall, and I'm yeah. tall with my heels like on, and so it's like, yeah, yeah they're they're big. They are. Big, um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what? I think it's either Disneyland or Disney World. Have you ever seen the Country Bear Jamboree? Yeah, at Disney. <laughs> yeah, Disney, right? Disney. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. They still have that. They do. They you know, I don't, I don't, don't they? Because this reminded me of that. Was mm -hmm. was Aaron involved with other things outside of 
the wrong the piece of place did he do like freelance work he he does um i don't believe he was part of disney but I, I'm just going to say this. I might get some backlash, but I would like to say Aaron invented, made an invention. And then when, you know, things get big and popular, others see it and they make their own version of it. So I don't think he had anything to do with Disney, but, um, and I'm not sure if that's true. What I said, I, I'd have to go back. Um, but I care, you know, I, I, um, the story that, that, that we heard about, you know, different things. There, there's a lot behind the Rock of Fire story. There, there's a lot. Yeah. Aaron is a mm -hmm. true genius. Um, right. And he, he did something great um, for that time. And he's still doing great things now. Um, mm -hmm. But I, but I know he did do other, other things, but it was all under the creative engineering. And I don't think that was with Disney. So it right. sounds like he but, yeah. was really influential <laughs> and maybe, you know, created some unique robotic techniques that no one else was using. No, he, yeah. he, is, an he is an inventor. That's, his, that's, his, that's him. He's an inventor. That's him, his, his, his um, you know, his claim. Like, so, so those things, you're absolutely right. You know, he also invented the, do you remember the whack-a-mole? arcade where you whack the mole? He invented I that do. as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's his wow. invention. That's that's yeah. very eighties. Going to the yeah. the arcade and whacking a mole and playing some yeah. Tetris and Ms. Pac-Man. So we we were we were just in Santa Monica Pier and we saw one of those games in the arcade and that's literally his creation. And I, so, yeah, I was like, dude, this is the whack-a-mole. It's like this, this, this it's right here. This is it. <laughs> so what you what you have is he's a trailblazer in his industry and um and with Rocket Fire Explosion he did create that 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 whole artistic band uh, element with the animatronics. So when you saw that duplicated in various other um, amusements, that's what he created. Now, you know, there were some animatronics before him, but not that set, like a band set performing, doing music and that whole right, thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Aaron Fector. Right. And he, right. and he did, he like, did so like much. Matching, because it's not just matching the lips, but it's matching the arms and the guitar and the drums. Exactly. And there's a lot yeah. of coordination there. That's amazing. So yeah, anything that derived from that, that was from his his invention, his mind, his brilliant. Yeah. Mind. So so it was crazy going in to shoot Saturday Fun um, at Creative Engineering in Orlando. We we went in with the intention intention just to shoot um, our scenes with Rockafire on stage, getting that. But once we stepped in, um, and then we were going to do the rest of the scenes like back in Atlanta and just make it all work, right? But when we got there, Aaron, you know, gave us the tour. He showed us he he showed us the full run of the show, and we got shooting with our videographer, um, TJ. TJ, TJ, shout out to TJ. And, yeah, and so Aaron was like, "Hey guys, let me show you this." Um, it would be cool if you shot here and we're like, oh, so here, here it is. Now we have a whole music video basically in this warehouse that is literally a time capsule. Because uh, if you look, you'll see all the the old computers, like the old. I I don't I don't even know what some of that equipment was. Like, um, yeah, watch the behind the scenes kind of video. Thing. We put all that in there. <laughs> yeah, like just all okay. this, and it was crazy. We're like, whoa, like we have the whole video, and it doesn't get any more eighties than this. Like this is literally an 80s time capsule because he <laughs> left everything everything was as it was you know when as he it was. 
moved mm-hmm. in to that building. Some rooms, you know? some rooms were as dusty as it was. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, real. yeah. And he's like, you know, sorry guys, like no air conditioning here, but I'm gonna take you when you need to cool off, just come back here in this kitchen area and there was you know, a room with all these blasted. Apple computers. You remember the room yeah, with all the old Apple computers? It was the old Apple. It was a yeah. room with like old Apple computers. All oh yeah, and he he great. operates off the Apple Two E computers, and he still that's does right. with floppy disks. That's why our our um, song cover yeah. is a floppy disk because although that's the actual it, floppy. When disc. you under if you if you understand the story, you'll understand like oh, okay, cool. That's why they have a floppy disk because when we got there, Aaron showed mm-hmm. us, and it's in the mm-hmm. behind the scenes. He's like, "Here it is." He's like, "Here's your show," and it was on a floppy disk. And we're like, "Dude, that's crazy! Wow. That's the album cover, a floppy disk." Although it was a different so color, it. it wasn't neon yeah. um, yellow. We just changed yeah, it, it you know, so it was Change. brighter. Yeah, it was a blue floppy disk, and it was just like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Saturday fun. Wow. Well, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> get much more eighties than than a floppy disk. Right. <laughs> no, I like that. Well, here's here's a little quiz for you. So thinking back to the 80s, there's a very influential music video that had a robotic angle. Do you remember Rocket by Herbie Hancock? Oh, yeah, Rocket. I, I know that song. I, I can't think of it like... I, I, like I want to just sing it, but I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get it right. But I know the song, and I know Herbie Hancock. How does it go? Sing it for us. You know, it's mostly an instrumental... Okay. Or is it what's that? I can't think of that. What's that instrumental? It's like once but you yeah. know the hook, you know it. I, I haven't heard it for a while, but I just for remember at the yeah. time that on MTV they played the music all the time and it was so striking because it had this early kind of androidish robot, but it was kind of stripped down and you could see all the mechanics and I don't know why, mm-hmm. but you guys walking through the stripped down a uh, rockifier laboratory kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of that a little bit. That's oh, so wow. cool. That's so back. cool. I'll have to go back. Oh, Promise yeah. me that you'll watch yeah. it. So this afternoon, <laughs> oh, yeah. look, look up Herbie Hancock rocket video. And who knows? Maybe it'll inspire your next video. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And, okay. and, and it also means, it also means so much to, to be able to provide some kind of connection, you know what I mean, for you to where right, yeah. you, you feel that, because that is, was our intent as far as like what we poured into it because it felt so, the song, and then, then that the idea, it felt so, you know, soulfully connected to that. So to, for you to be able to pull that from that and have that connection, we really appreciate that, really do. So, that means so a lot. it goes, da, 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 da. da, 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 da. Kind of like, I almost remember, um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, no. Wait, I know what you're talking about. Dun, dun, it kind of is kind of like the dun, 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 something like that. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like that, that other really Axel F themes. You know? Yes, and I love the Axel F uh-huh. theme. There was a lot of listening to that while creating yeah. this album. And all I mean, we our we dig deeply. So that definitely Axel X. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, so you mentioned interludes, so we got to talk about that. So for the full album you're going to do, now tell me, are you doing the, as you mentioned, Sherelle, Alexander O'Neill, and they work with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, okay? Yes, who, our favorite. When a, who, when they did Janet Jackson, you know, she'd always do those spoken interludes between the songs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that the kind of interludes you're going for? 
there will be some 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 spoken stuff loosely, but a lot of it is is, is sonic. So it's like in its brief speaking. So it's more instrumental based, but it adds to like a narrative because the album is called mm-hmm. "The Day It All Changed." Yeah, and so there's this running narrative of like something happening in between each song. Like there's there's something going on, and then it you can kind of you kind of like we kind of wanted to keep it open so you can kind of fill in the blanks of what is actually happening, but there's a, there's this narrative that leads into each song and it's based around a lush soundscape of like synth, but also there, there are, mm-hmm. there is dialogue. It's, it's just kind of more like, yeah, it's, it's more like in, loose the, shadows, chatter. It's in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like loose it's, chatter it's, in the background, you know, to yeah, where, so for you to put so, together. Yeah. And, and it's actually like, there's moments on there that we, I don't know. Sometimes we'll just like record like background noises or background. I don't know. So we, we have like things that we may have recorded and I was like, Oh, this will go cool in here. And it was like, it's authentic because I don't know that that's why it's taken so long. I think for us to, we're almost finished with this album. We only have, um, I think two more songs to record and we're in the process of mixing and mastering, um, yeah, we're mixing now. with our um, mixed engineer, Racy, who's incredible. Um, and yeah, it, it's taken so long because we want everything to be authentically us. You know, we mm-hmm. don't, we don't want to have just like made up or, you know, just force any dialogue or anything like that. Everything has been, um, very, authentic because for us this is it's us you know like this is 100 percent us our journey um experiences our feelings it, it, it's very genuine so um we're, we're very excited very excited for it <laughs> well when you do something like yes, interlude to me that makes it seem yeah. like you're creating this album to be listened to from beginning to end oh yeah take the listener on a journey very oh, yeah. much so. It, it is a movie and sound recording, so that's what. That's yeah. The, that's the whole idea. Yeah, it, it's definitely meant, you know, for you to press play and just let it go. And, and yeah, we, let it, it, we we know that, you know, the the supporters we're attracting, we know that they are going to be the kind of supporters to do that. And, and that means a lot to us. So, um, oh, yeah, press play and just just let it roll because it is a um, it's it's a journey. Yeah, you'll for miss, sure. you'll miss journey. some pieces <laughs> if you skip around because there's gonna there's stuff like tucked, you know, hidden after songs and all kind of stuff. So you got to just let it be an experience, like how records used to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing that records used to be was they'd have you know a variety dance songs, you know, up tempo, yeah. mm-hmm. but there'd be mid tempo, there'd be ballads, there'd be romantic kind of you know. Yep. <laughs> Ma- make out songs and you know, yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So what we, we yeah, got them all have on this. Yeah, exactly what exactly what you just said. <laughs> yeah, you're it's it's basically a journey of um it, it it's all of that, but you won't get bored. You know, we we for us, we we don't want this to just be like, okay, you know, there's just uh, we got to put these songs in because see, we don't have a label to. A lot of times with artists, you know, they're with a label, so they have to make an album that's a certain length. You know how that's that stuff goes. So you put in the album fillers. So for us, since we're indie, we don't we can just make it what it needs to be, right? So we we have the the mid tempos, we have the this and that, you know. So yeah, we're super, we're so excited. I'm. We're so eager to just get this out, but we we have a little bit more to go. <laughs> we're we're like yeah, almost we're there. right we're right there. We're almost there. We're tightening it all up, and you know we're going to be making an announcement soon and um, rolling out the campaign. So 
and uh, we're really excited. Excellent. Well, you're talking so much about, especially, you know, the 80s funk. And, and remember what, what they used to call, you know, the slow jams. And, yes. and we, we don't get enough of that. And I think of, you know, remember songs like Juicy Fruit. Oh, and, man. You're speaking my and, language. Speaking my yeah, language. and just yep. all these very romantic, but also kind of sexy at the same time. And mm -hmm. who's making those types of songs anymore? Whoa is. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, actually, we actually have. It, it's interesting because we actually have. We actually have. I'm going to drop a bombshell on you. We have two projects. One is this album, which is purely. And, and, and yes, there's some ballads. There's also some Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis influenced you know, funk, uh, R&B, and then there's some some hair metal style. Like, I mean, we got it all on this The Day It All Changed, which Saturday Fun is the lead single for. However, we also have an adjacent album called The Legendary Bop. And we just released the first single from there, which is also a, week, a weekend-influenced song. It's called The Weekend Song. And we just sampled Paul okay. Hardcastle. Paul Hardcastle from the 80s. Um, he's a... Uh, I, I want to say... He's, yeah, he, yeah, 19. He he produced a song called Rainforest, and he cleared the sample right. for us. And, and that's the, that's that our song. first single. That is our wow, first single. So, Look it up. So you, yep. So you got to Paul Hardcastle Rainforest. That's amazing. And he he he, 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 he sent us a message. He said him and his wife love what we did to it, and it was a huge honor and a blessing that he cleared that sample. I grew up listening to that song. My parents played it as a little kid. I just always remember hearing the bells, and I was just enchanted by those bells. But that album is that is our sound. The, the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, the um, that whole up tempo bop, you know, where it's more there's more 808s in there. The Keith Sweats, the all that. That's kind of like more about R and B pop retro. But we call that retro pop. It's it's that it's that sound, which is adjacent from different from. The day it all changed, which is purely synth, synth wave, synth funk, synth pop, you know, which is like all original, you know what I mean? So you got one album that's all original and this other album, we're doing covers, we're doing reimagined things, but we're also doing original songs as well. But it's just, it has more of a, uh, I guess, a juicy fruit, that kind of thing that going on with that album, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we... And we have songs, like some of these songs are already out there, you know what I mean? They're already out some, we have some music videos with some of them. And uh, some of them are already out there, but we're getting ready to release two projects that encompass both sounds. So we're all in it, right. man. We're all in and, it. And, we're all and with the songs, with the songs from it that we have out, we're getting um, new mixes and new, new mixes. masters on them, Remixes. so they have a fresh new, yeah, a fresh right. new take on them. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting <laughs> when you can finally pull them together into a cohesive whole. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes you can be ahead of the curve with things and it's like you got to know when to come back and say, OK, let's remix it. Let's make it fresh and let's let's reintroduce it and put it on this project and all that stuff matters. You know what I mean? Well, I'm glad mm -hmm. you brought up the weekend because, you know, Blinding Lights was so influential, such a big hit. And it made so many people crave that 80s synthesizer sound. Mm hmm. So what's your yeah. sound, the, the, the weekend sound like? Is it sort of an homage to his homage to the 80s? It no, is, but, his, but, it's, but it's more his, bass. It's more bass. It's a bass groove, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, 
Our music dancer. is still a, a lot different um, from like what is out like the Dua Lipa, the Weekend, um, those those kind of artists. Um, we, I feel like we bring in a little more of that grungy um, rock. A little hey guys, more. It I leans got, a little more on the bass rock. I gotta like, leave. I gotta leave bass out, guys. And then the heavy guitar. So. Oh, okay. I gotta leave out. But- but Ring, you can stay on. Uh, okay. Is it Molly? Molly? Kelly. Kelly. Oh, I'm so sorry. Kelly, thank you so much. I have to jump off, but man, it's been a, it's been an honor, and I really enjoyed this call. Uh, but Ring can definitely finish it on up. Uh, you don't have to end it now, but I have to go. <laughs> All right, Dollar. Okay. I will pre- okay. appreciate <laughs> everything, so I hope to talk to you again. Kelly, I look All forward right. to it. Thank you so much for everything, everything you said. Thank you. Okay, you bet. Right. Okay, ring. We, we, <laughs> yeah. One on one. And I think one he said, ring. sorry, he said he said Molly because um that's who we were corresponding with, and I think he was just trying to figure it all out. Right. Sorry, Molly with hip. <laughs> Not Shout that he out knew to that. Molly from hip. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, Molly. <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah, so it the day it all changes is a lot different um from that, and it's it, and it's crazy because when we first started, whoa, um. Like, like Dalla said, you know, we, um, one of our first songs was somebody's watching me like, uh, gosh, we've been doing well for eight, I think eight years now, like from literally like trying to think of the name. Cause we both come from two separate backgrounds in music and, um, it was like, okay, let's do somebody's watching me. We want to do eighties. We have a, a great producer we work with who is just phenomenal at sampling Nick Fury. Um, and we did that. Tell me, we actually, um, did a few cover, well, did a cover of a Jimmy jam and Terry Lewis record, um, SOS band. Um, no one's going to love, love you. No one's going to love you. So we have a, a version of that, that we did a cover of. And, um, so we were just really, digging in, trying to figure out, um, okay, what, what is our sound going to be? So, um, yeah, yeah. We, when we first started it, there, no, no one was doing any samples yet in pop music. Bruno Mars hadn't put out any of his records yet. Um, the weekend, you know, none of that happened. So when we were met with a lot of, um, you know, hey, like, what are you guys doing? I don't think this is going to work. Like, nobody's doing this. Like, this is not, like, I get it. I get you want to do the 80s thing, but it's, like, maybe y'all should do, like, more dance. Like, somebody yelled at Dala and said, don't do this, da-da-da-da-da, like, on the phone. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, <laughs> you need to do EDM music. And we're thinking, I'm thinking, like, dang, like, oh, my gosh. So we were, like, met with, like with people just yelling at us for because we wanted to do what we wanted to do right so that was crazy so now looking back to that and think I'm like I'm so happy we we like didn't let outside influence because then there was a lot of people that like man y'all like this is amazing like this is great like yo this is crazy like oh good you know da 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 we had that as well so I'm, I'm so happy we kind of like just stuck with it and followed our heart and our passion with it to lead us to now, because it's like, now everybody's doing it. Right. It's like, everybody is wanting the the eighties. Yeah. Right. You, you're at the the head of the curve. Yeah. So that's why like what Dala said earlier, it was like, okay. um, 
uh, what did he say? Oh, we're going back on some of our songs um, and getting new mixes because also our ear has grown um, because we've been able to work closely with engineers close to us and really craft our ear um, and put it, get it in a better place to where we can um, listen better, if, if that makes any sense, right? So when we hear things, we're like, oh, it's oh, too bright. It, it, it's very, yeah. So we're going back because we have a song called Candy Love. We sampled um, a song from Pink Rhythm. Um, Melod um, gosh, what is the song? My brain is like everywhere right now. Um, Melodies of Love, um, Pink Rhythm. Anyways, they're out of the UK. So we sampled them. They cleared it for a song that we have called Candy Love. So songs like that, we're going to go back and get a new mix on it and, you know, include them and like the legendary bop and, and whatnot. So yeah, it, it's been a crazy journey. <laughs> like, well, ever since you said SOS band and Jam yeah. and Lewis, I can't, I can't uh -huh. get just be good to me out of my head. Great song. Yeah, great song. We, we love SOS bands so much. We, we really do. Like they have really been a, a true inspiration, you know, of, of a lot of our music as well. And we, it was so crazy that we, um, did the cover of no one and how that turned out and people like it because it's one thing to do a cover and it's kind of scary, like doing cover songs because you're like, okay, wow, I'm taking on a song that is a legendary song. It's so good. The, I mean, they're just, they're right. They're legendary records. And when you go to do that, it is kind of, it, it's a bit, you know, scary, but you have to be brave and do it and just do it in your best self. And I'm, I'm glad that, especially with the 52nd Street song that we have, Tell Me, you know, people give us some really great compliments that I don't even know how to take because I'm like, wow, like, just, you know, just, just so grateful. It's, it's crazy because <laughs> some of the great songs. Well, absolutely. And when you put out the whole album, is there going to be a tour? Are you going to do some live dates with this? Yeah, um, we we are like we're just preparing. We're really getting everything together now. Like we have a lot of work to do and things to get together. So we do. Yeah, we anticipate on doing that. Yes. So are you going to take some animatronics on the road with you? You know, that is, that would be a dream come true. <laughs> we have, a, a, we have another song on the day it all changed the, the synth pop album, the original album and, um, our next single, my dream is to have another, um, cameo by another creative engineering, um, band but i just i don't know if it's gonna happen so i i, I can't i don't even want to say it um i'm just really it's in my brain and i if, it, if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen if not it's not so yeah so <laughs> i'll just say that the showbiz pizza place do any of those mm -hmm. still exist um no no more showbiz pizza the story is actually crazy um we go into it a little bit in the behind the scenes um but yeah showbiz pizza um aaron had showbiz pizza i know i'll, I'll try to give a, a short version of the story aaron had showbiz pizza 
um, Chuck E. Cheese came along. Chuck E. Cheese wanted to do what they wanted to do with Rockfire Explosion um, and have all the like rights to do whatever the license, whatever, whatever. That wasn't, um, you know, ag- agreed upon. So Chuck E. Cheese basically stripped down all of Rockfire and gave them new outfits and new names. And now they're the Chuck E. Cheese band as we know of today. Um, so, yeah, they are around. I'd like to say that they are, but they're just dressed in different costumes and different names. Yeah. Which people love. Yeah. So that story is crazy in it, in its own, on its own. (laughs) Well, I asked that because if there had been any remaining showbiz pizza places, wouldn't Mm -hmm. that be the great place for an album kickoff tour? Yeah, right. Crazy. That that would be crazy. Um, maybe one day. I don't know. We we still want to do more work with Aaron. Um, I know he's moving his warehouse, and he's kind of in the middle of all this craziness dealing with that. So maybe once things um, get to a different place with that, hey, never know. You know, we could do some kind of thing where he his new place. I'm not sure how all that. Is, is he I don't know any details you? about it. No, actually, even... no, he, um, the creative engineering warehouse is in Orlando, Florida. So we were living at Atlanta. Oh, we were living in Atlanta at the time. And that story is crazy too. Just going to shoot, um, <laughs> Saturday fun because we, um, literally, we finally came up with a weekend that we could shoot after all this time. I, I know Ray emailed us. We had to have an email from him. He's like, Hey guys, so are we going to do this video or not, you know, because it was like, shoot, we had to just find a, a lockdown, a, a weekend to where we could get down there. Um, and we were both off work um, and Aaron had the time. So we, we set a date and it was like, okay, it's this date. But a hurricane was like literally going to hit Florida. And it was like, I, I remember being up late that night. We were supposed to leave in the morning and so nervous, like, oh my gosh, like, well, we just, do we have to reschedule? Like, cause when are we going to be able to reschedule this video? So I'm like, I'm looking at the map and everything. I'm looking at, you know, how you press play and it shows you the radar for the next 10 hours or whatever, something crazy. So I'm looking and I'm, and I'm (laughs) like, okay, listen, I'm like, Dala, if we leave, like we cannot leave any later than like 4.30 in the morning or like 5.30. I said, if we leave even 15 minutes outside of this time, just trust me, we will, we're going to run into this hurricane. But if we leave at this time, we get our stuff in the car tonight, go ahead and get gas and get up in the morning and leave out at this time, we'll be able to pass the hurricane so we we got out and we're driving and we're looking behind us and like oh my gosh I'm looking at the the map and it was like dude that's the outer band is like about to hit Florida um like in no time so we're seeing the clouds and I'm like dude look at those clouds they're scary it's windy it's so windy it's not raining or anything yet but we pass it and we get we get into the clear spot and like it wasn't going to hit Orlando. That's why I was like, we can still do this, but we have to pass that outer band that's going to hit these certain parts of Florida. So we have to beat it. So we literally like beat a hurricane (laughs) to make that video. Just picturing, it's it's like a scene out of the movie Twister. 
yeah, it was so crazy. Like it, it was like, <laughs> I just think back to it and like how we were feeling and like we stopped to get food and it was so windy. Everything was just blowing around. I'm like, we're crazy, but we'll do anything to get this video done. <laughs> you know? So yeah, See, that shows you are, de you are dedicated to your art. Mm. Yeah, we, we are because we we've had you know pushback and it's you know it's not easy and shout out to like independent artists that are doing um music on their own um because it, it's not easy there's a lot that goes into it you know um you really have to um yeah you really have to have a, a passion and you can't let anything get in the way you know and saturday fun it, it, and that's it, basically the the gist of that song as well you know, you get a chance to work with someone like Aaron Fector, and sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, if there's that one opportunity, you just got to go oh, for yeah. it. Yeah, you can't you can't even let a hurricane stop you, okay? Just be safe doing it, you know, but don't let it stop you. <laughs> yeah, because you don't, um, th those are opportunities, and, and yeah, you have to, you know, just take a leap of faith and, and do it, go for it, you know? And the results wow. were so good. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad, you, Thank I'm glad you. you risked your lives and did that. <laughs> right, right, right. Crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. got a couple more questions. But uh -huh. before we yeah. wrap up here, how do people find you online? Where, where are your favorite places to hang out on social media? So Dala, his is Instagram. He's he's man in the instagram account and i'm over in TikTok land so yeah we're say whoa on instagram and then whoa music on TikTok, and that's kind of where we're hanging out you know I'll, I'll come over to instagram sometimes and you know but i'm yeah mostly over in TikTok world i love it <laughs> website in which to you know tell people again so whoa is w-h-o-a-a -A, two a's at the end Yep, W H O A A, and actually, that's an acronym for When Hearts Opened and Attract. Um, and what that means to us is basically we're all about the good vibes. You know, we have our hearts open. Where we love everyone. You know, um, everyone is accept like accepted in the woe. We call it the woe waves, um, which a uh, support of ours kind of coined that phrase for us, woe waves, right? And woe waivers. Um, so we 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 ran with it and we're like, oh, that's cool. We love it, you know? So here in the woe waves, we give our heart, we open our heart to you and, you know, you give it right back. And it's just like this continuous cycle of love, you know? And and even when some of our supporters, when we're going through hard times, like we talk, like we'll, we'll we talked to our, you know, supporters and we've actually grown close to a lot of them. So, um, yeah, that's what Woe was all about. And when people go to the homepage on your mm -hmm. website, it's almost uh -huh. like this, these video arcade videos. Yeah, we wanted the website, um, just to kind of depict that whole 80s thing. So yeah, we have the arcade game and you can click to get to our YouTube. Um, you can click to get to our merch site and then, you know, also our socials. Um, and that's um, saywo.com. It's fun. Oh, no. It gives you that little gratification like you're playing a video game. Right, right. <laughs> 
Okay, so final question. So mm -hmm. you put so much work into this album, The Day It All Changed. Uh-huh. It just made me to ask the question, you know, for a lot of indie artists, kind of like, you know, you're talking about in your song Saturday Fun, you're mm -hmm. working a job, you know, yeah. but you're waiting for the weekend, you're waiting to do something fun. Yeah. You're working to survive, but you've got this dream of music uh -huh. and recording music and just getting yourself out there creatively. Mm -hmm. What was the day it all changed for you when you said, you know what, I'm going to bite the bullet and really go for a musical career in a really big way? Great question. And and thank you for saying that, because that is what um, the day it all changed means to us. It's the day that it all changed. Um, basically, I know Dala has a <clears throat> a different story on that. Um, but for me, I went to an art school um, and I've always had a passion for music and like theater arts. Um, and I started writing songs like in the in the fourth grade. Um, and it was when I recorded my first songs, um, made my first demo, and I would come to school and let my my friends hear it because music was always just a special place for me. Um, and when my friends would hear it, and I mean, I don't know if they meant this or not, but you know, they're like, I love this. Like, oh, girl, like, I felt this. Like, this made me feel so, like, whatever whatever was said. There was a few friends that I, I specifically remember them. And I, I remember that moment. And I'm like, wow. And I don't know. That, for me, was such a big moment. And how it made me feel, like, putting myself out there like that. Because, like I said, I was already, like, loving, like, to perform and blah, 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 blah. So then I really got into recording and then I, I couldn't wait to graduate so I could figure out how am I going to go on this journey? How am I going to pursue this? Right. And um, it, it's like a game of dominoes, right? One, one thing leads to the next. So you have to follow your gut instinct. You have to follow your heart. You have to work hard and not let anything get in the way of that that pattern, you know, um, because I, I ended up signing with a record label. I was signed to cash money records, universal records. Um, and it, it, it all has just been a crazy journey. But when you look back to that one moment where you put yourself out there and you made a decision and then you didn't give up, that's why Dollar and I are both here where we are today, still doing what we love because he has his own separate journey. He, he has a similar story um, with what he did, you know, and that was the moment every, everything changed. You know, it's like, you know what? I can do this. I can like, I'm met whatever happens. Like I'm going to do this. This is, this is my path. This is what I love. This is my heart. Like nothing's going to stop me. You know, <laughs> and what kind of confidence does that give you? Because when I hear a story like you approach mm -hmm. Aaron Fector, mm -hmm. it can be scary because you get your hopes up and people don't always say yes. And so to have that, you know, courage to approach Paul Hardcastle and oh, we want to use rainforest so bad, 
And so many people, they're so afraid of that rejection, they don't even try. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. I can only speak for myself. Um, like I said, I went to an art school from kindergarten till graduation. So, um, you know, through my like fourth through 12th grade, like all we did was audition for stuff, you know, in, in school audition, like for plays and shows you were always auditioning for something and a lot of times you didn't get picked like for what you wanted to do so I think I just learned at a young age that hey this is it's show business is show business and it's not gonna always be the answer that you want but you got to keep going you know you can't let um you know just because you're not casted for something or you don't get um whatever whatever part that you want it, it kind of built me up as a young girl, like just, you know, just as a, as a kid, knowing that, you know, feeling that rejection, but then having wins. And I, I think you just, it's literally kind of like it becomes autopilot, basically, you know, you, you kind of accept like, you know what, not everything's always going to go my way. And that's okay. But I know what I want. And I know where I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to get there. But not everybody is meant to be on that path. You know, and um, I think once you accept that, the um, the denial and the all, all of those other things just kind of go away because you're like, OK, well, cool. That wasn't meant to be on my journey, you know. Um, all right. Moving on to the next because something else is going to come and that's going to be meant to be. Mm -hmm. the unexpected benefits like, you know, doing the rock of fire explosion. You know, you, mm -hmm. you want to, you know, use those great creations, but then mm -hmm. the side benefit is like, oh, wow, there's all these fans of Rock of Fire who mm -hmm. now like us. Yeah. And what was your question? Sorry, you cut out. I heard the. Oh, just time. an observation, but I do have one oh, question yeah. uh -huh. uh, related to that. Okay. I'm so hoping, do Rock of Fire fans have a catchy little nickname for themselves? Um... You know, I don't think they do. Like, are they, are they not, Rockies or? <laughs> no, no, not. No, there's no like name um, from my understanding. And, you know, I'm like I said, like our fans are I don't like to call them fans. I'm sorry. Our supporters, the people that support us, um, <clears throat> even the Rock of Fire community. I, I, I just say the Rock of Fire community, really, because it is a community and they love Rock of Fire for all of their own reasons. And, you know, a lot of them, and we have a lot more to hit, you know, not everybody. The Rock of Fire community is huge. Like, there's so many people that still love and carry on, um, you know, the Rock of Fire explosion and, and all that they've done, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's really crazy. So, it's cool that they've kind of accepted us and now we're... Saturday fun is this song that they'll put with their characters, even five nights of Freddy fans, you know, because of that whole story. Right. Um, right. Right. Yeah. It, it's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, we have like kids now, like younger kids too, that like us because of Saturday fun. So that's new to us, you know, um, you know, kids outside of kids in our family. Right. But um, yeah, there's a lot of younger kids that love Five Nights at Freddy and they they came across Saturday Fun and they love Saturday Fun in the song because it's the real life Five Nights at Freddy. Right. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> so it's crazy. Well, I'm curious if Rock of Fire Explosion has 
like like a, a convention, like a you know a fan convention, you would be a shoe in to be the headliner there. Yeah, you know it's crazy. I don't. I know there are people that own, um, and like I said, the the Rock of Fire community and the people within it, um, and now we're in it as well. Think you know, which I love and grateful for. It's a very there's very serious things going on in that community, you know, because um, a lot of Rock of Fire, you know, has been sold off to other people. There's other owners. I know there is, um, um a place that has a whole, it, it's kind of set up like showbiz pizza. Right. And, and they mm -hmm. like a Chuck E. Cheese, um, I think Billy Bob's wonderland that still does exist. And I like dollar and I would love to go there one day. It's in Virginia, I believe. Um, and I, yeah, I've seen people that actually have like these fantastic setups of Rockafire because, you know, the animatronics were sold off and, you know, there's some people and you know, what's so crazy with, with Saturday fun, there's people that actually own like single animatronics. Um, we have a supporter and we support him as well. And hopefully one day we'll be able to work with him. Matt, the franchise chise on TikTok and YouTube. He owns a a life-size Jasper from Chuck E. Cheese, right? And he programmed oh, wow. Jasper and the little bird Reggie to mouth Saturday fun. And he played it on a live and invited us to see it. And I like my mind was just blown, right? Because I'm like, wow, like what an honor, you know? It it is so cool to see that people that have their own animatronics to program Saturday fun to that, you know, mm -hmm. and that's also been such a cool experience, right? So it would be so cool if Rock of Fire Explosion had a big convention, like how they have the, um, like the Comic-Con and, and whatnot, like a Rock of Fire Con, <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be so cool. And we Wouldn't would be, be cool? the first ones like, hey, can we please perform Saturday fun? We're coming. We'll be there no matter what <laughs> the weather conditions will be to get there from California. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So we'll drive through a hurricane to get there. Right. Yeah. We are dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> and do they just do animal characters or do they do human characters too? Um, I know there's animatronics. I like, I know Disney has like human animatronics. And I know when we went to, see Aaron to shoot Saturday fun. He was telling us, um, at the time he was building, a um, Oh, who was it? It was some, it was somebody, it was a human. I want to say it was a, somebody from the Beatles, but I could be totally wrong about that too. He says it, I think I put it in the behind the scenes. I'll have to go back to the clip. Um, I forgot who it was, but yeah, he, um, he does humans as well. I'm not sure who who those were or what's out there as far as that goes, but yeah. In if one they day, could make a, <laughs> in one day, if they could make a ring animatronic, would it be cool yeah. or or would it creep you out? You know, like, it, like I think it would be cool if there was a ring and dollar animatronic. Like, it would be cool because <laughs> you know, as an artist, you kind of separate yourself from your, uh, how to, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't really know how to explain this without sounding like a, a crazy person, right? <laughs> like, you know, you, you separate, like there's two versions of yourself, right? For, for, mm -hmm. for like 
me. I don't know, whatever, you know, you have that artist version and I'm sure you, you can relate to this as well because it's like, okay, you're doing what you do, but then you're over here and then you have your life. Right. So I, I think with the artistry, you kind of separate yourself as like, okay, that's ring. Like that's wow. That's so cool. Not looking at it like, oh yeah, that's me. That's like, that's me as an animatronic. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Right. It'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like going to like one of those celebrity wax museums and seeing a, a, a version of yourself there. Right. Yeah. Not to where you're looking at it like, oh yeah, like that's me. Like, yeah, look at that. Right. But like, oh, whoa, that's, that's ring, you know, like, whoa, look at her. Like she's cool. <laughs> Hey, and and, oh, it just makes me think of one final thing. It made me think, have you seen that Nicki Minaj video? I think she did it about 10 or so years ago. Well, it's where it's kind of, it's it's kind of steampunk. Oh, okay. And and it's kind of takes place in Victorian times and she's going to like Yeah. 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 And it becomes like all these animatronics come to life, but it's kind of animated and. Yeah, I think that's. I don't that know you how they see did right. It. You see right through me. I I, I can't remember. It, yeah, but I I know what you're it, talking about. It's, it's turn me on. Da, 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 come on, turn me on or something like that. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, she, I know it, what you're talking about. Yeah yeah. And it kind of made me think of that too, because wasn't there like a was there a, an animatronic version of her or? It just almost Probably. special effects were so good you couldn't tell. The true to life, you know, film and the special effects overlays on top of everything. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Maybe that's the direction you're going in the next album or two. You'll yeah, you'll just get these cool. state of the art, almost like you know, computer animation meets real life kind of thing. Right. Hey, we dream big over here. So it you <laughs> never know. You never know, right? Well, I want to give you the last word here. So to your, how do you call them? Not fans, but supporters. Our supporters, yeah. What would you like to say to your supporters today? You know, that we just, we appreciate um, them just understanding us, really. You know, because um, what we do you know, it, it's not even, like I said, when we first started um, with the kind of 80s sound, they gravitated to us for that. So I, I would just say thank you for understanding us. Just simple as that. <laughs> well, I've been talking to Ring earlier uh, with Dala as well. Mm -hmm. Together they make up Whoa, W-H-O-A-A. Current single is Saturday Fun. It's from the upcoming album, The Day It All Changed. They've got a, another album coming up that's still under wraps, but we got mm -hmm. a sneak peek to learn about that today. So thank you for that exclusive. I so appreciate you sharing this. I love the video. I love your collab with Rockafire Explosion. And thank I'm you. so looking forward to seeing what you put out next. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly.